welcome to episode three, season three of the You Better Than Me podcast. I am here with my girl Fallon and she is fresh from DC, y'all. Fallon came to check me out in my show. I did a 90s show, which was like a review of music and dances from the 90s. I told Fallon she didn't have to come because we weren't going to be able to hang out, but she insisted on coming to support your girl and I'm very excited that she did so. It meant a lot to me for her and her husband to fly down and support me. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I honestly don't think that I could have let you do anything that monumental without <laughs> us just showing love and showing support. Like we still are beyond grateful for all the love you showed and our wedding video and just singing and just being present. So there was no way that the Vons were not going to be in the building for you singing your face off. And okay. it was so good for everybody that missed the show. Like, I think they say y'all were going to do it again in October, right? Or right. Well, I don't know if you're going to do it again in October, but that was literally the most fun at like an event we had had in such a long time. Like just the energy, just singing just seeing all the hard work and dedication that all of y'all put into it, girl, it's no way that we wouldn't go on, uh, hop on old spirit and coach. <laughs> I know, that's right. I appreciate that. It's so it funny because I tell people that like most of the cast are like 30 plus. So like these are like grown people, working parents, people that have a life outside of doing this. Like we don't just do shows and sing and dance for a living. Because some people ask me, they're like, do you guys do this for a living? Not me, girl. The bills gotta get paid. Like, no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Like, just seeing so many people from different ranges of life, like, how did y'all even just find, one, the energy to do it, two, be able to prioritize your everyday life just to really dedicate time to a craft that don't have nothing to do with your every bills getting paid, and just find, just find, I guess, the happiness and enjoy within in yourself to give so much to people because you was going to practice every day. Got us on they on they uh bad list. Like, I'm sure are y'all? It's hard. I, so I think the thing is, you have to have a love for it to want to do it. You know what I mean? And then the commitment part—that's a big thing. Because for me. I have commitment issues, which I've said on this show before, with everything. I have commitment issues with everything, even just my own personal stuff. I think I get really excited about doing something, and then when it's time to do it, I'd be like, ooh, I don't want to do it, even with, again, recording this podcast. I'd be like, ooh, I don't want to do it. I want to go lay down. Um, and I think you just have to push through, and I think that's what a lot of people, you love it. You love you know, the craft of you know, having a gift from God, whether they're singing or dancing or entertaining in general. And you just try to prioritize and make the best out of it. It was definitely prioritizing. You did that. And like I said, it ain't even time for you better than me, but you better than me for putting that dedication. And I don't even know why you keep on saying that you have commitment issues because you committed literally to everything that I have ever seen you say you were going to do. You said you want to travel, you took trips. You I said to do a play like we are on season three so are you selling yourself that you have commitment issues i could be maybe i need to give it another name maybe it's not commitment issues maybe i just it can't be follow through because i do follow through so we'll have to figure out another name i don't i literally don't know anything (laughs) that you have quit on like what if what have you quit on you know what in my adult life really nothing now in my like college life i have quit on some things but in my adult life i do try to see it through 
So yeah, maybe I need to uh, redirect and change my narrative. We don't need to re- reclaim and rename the narrative because I don't need you out here scaring off any potential booze. Okay. You have commitment issues because you don't. Um, and I don't want any listeners or potential <laughs> listeners who could be pursuing or doing the do to get to know you in the future or now to to hear that and relationships are already hard enough as it is you Mm -hmm. know and out there that's going to hunt you or follow you or cause no no raised eyebrows in the future so we don't change that narrative I think you make a really good point and that's good so just to segue a little bit because I think you and I spoke while you were here about different seasons Um, If you guys are avid listeners, like you should be, but if you're not, please go back and listen to seasons one and two. At the end of season two, Fallon had me read off my list of what I wanted in a potential partner. And it was like all this stuff. It was all this stuff, y'all. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because now I'm in like another season, not another season in my life per se, but, you know, spring season or whatever. And, you know, I've been dating some of the things that were kind of like on my list. I'm like, hmm. Well, maybe I could like bend a little bit like, okay, maybe you don't have to live down the street around the corner for me. Maybe I could be and maybe I want to spend my winters over here in Arizona because you live in Arizona and then, you know, come back to D.C., you know, once the weather changes. So your girl has been bending a little bit on her list. You know, I was like, no, no, no to bald man. You know, I met me a little bald man or whatever, you know, <laughs> get get on the on the ball train, get on the ball train. I told you, light skin and bald-headed is where it said, but just no like that's I, I can only do one or the other. It's either light skin or bald. I'm gonna have to go with bald because I can't light skin. I just need that chocolate. Something about a chocolate man. Ugh. I see. Don't don't let uh, don't miss your blessing because it ain't got no no melanin or <laughs> whatever. I'm 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 with the with the girlies that say don't your package may not look like what you thought it was gonna look like. It need to be what's the inside of it when you open it that that's the gift that you let keep on giving. But even with that, I feel like just traveling with Bay, like these are things you need to add on your list too. Like if you hadn't, I know this is you got your passport, you you're traveling, you're doing all these things like you got to take that into consideration too when you are like building your package like even before we left to come out to dc my mom was like well don't don't be uh dragging him around no everywhere or around all bunch of people. <laughs> it's like girl what are you talking about like what that's you old school that's so old school but i'm like okay well if I like who who gonna snatch him or who gonna take him? Like what you mean, girl? Right. That brings me back to the show. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of the songs. That was one of the songs. And even that song, I remember singing it, singing my little heart out in 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 like fifth or sixth grade. I feel like that is when that it was. Wasn't that long ago, but I was singing my heart out too. But you're right. I know um, on my list, I can't remember if I mentioned a vacation on my list, but definitely on my vision board for this year, I do have something that represents a vacation. So I'm hoping that a vacation will be in the future. I don't know if I'm manifesting it, but if it happens, I think I'll be excited. <laughs> Good. And I feel like, didn't we have a conversation about vacationing while I was in D.C.? Like, me and my husband traveled there like that's our first I guess 
trip to see a friend in another city like it was very unorthodox but it's something that we wanted to do together as a couple to come celebrate you because we love you we love your friendship we love how you love us and all those great things so that was you know that was in the plan like we wanted to come and hold it down for you but even then you have to like be very specific or or talk about these things with your partner Mm -hmm. like trips like traveling or do they want to travel do they need to know every person you're going to come in contact with do they want to be etched the agenda do they want to dive deep or do they want to start fresh like it's so many things that you got to think about um this the relationship part it's not as easy as one would think like i know we put up a best picture or best representation of everything that's going on but it's so much that like it's so much more than it appears and even this stuff that's that's taking a trip could be like some make or break type stuff like you don't want to like it's so many things you got to be equally yoked in and i don't know if that's like upbringing or or just life influences nature versus nurture but it's it's so many different things to think about when it comes time to like meshing and you are here talking about commitment issues like that (laughs) that is the biggest commitment of all and it's so many things that you have to look into and look inwards in yourself and look outwards like just the people that they have hung around or the people that have inspired them or the role models that they've had like all of that stuff can genuinely make a difference in how not only we are molded ourselves but also how they view things and I know you always talk about role models like you're you're you mentioned it on the show again if the people have been rocking with us you've heard Kristen mention the importance of role models and even with like this conversations that you and I have had you asked mm-hmm. me a question about do we have relationship role models or or things of like that just can you talk a little bit about what you what you um I guess why you have role model so high on your list of things and how that even transpired um, in the conversation that we had. So I'm going to put out a disclaimer because as important as I think it is, I don't have one professionally, which that's something that I'm supposed to be doing for my current position. I digress. Um, But I just think like within relationships, this could be coming from a point of um, watching a lot of reality television because I do watch things like Love and Marriage Huntsville. But a lot of times when I see the older couples on there, and they were friends with some of the younger couples. I don't know if that relationship was navigated through church or whatever. Um, I just see the importance because like being a parent, there is no handbook to parenting. You know, you figure things out as you go, but then you may look at some of the things that your parents did and you may want to take those things and do them or not do them. So I feel like the same way with relationships, like you look at somebody that's had a pretty decent, you know, successful marriage or relationship and you see, hey, can you help me out or tell me some things that you've experienced that I may experience? You know, I know times have changed. Like back in the day, our folks didn't have social media. So you can't say, I saw a picture of somebody or who is this person or why you took this like this. You can't use those examples because they didn't have that. But they did have some things that could be very similar to uh, what we're going through right now. And I think that like sometimes in church, like um, I think my church has it like a marriage ministry, you know, mm-hmm. where you know, you get married. And one of the things that people may not realize, 
you're um, essentially responsible for someone else's feelings. You know what I mean? Like that becomes your responsibility. Yo, your babe is like upset about work. You yep. carry that as well. He's upset about whatever money he's upset because he has a parent that's sick. You carry that as well. So that's something that you really have to like think about. Like when you think about a seesaw, there's going to be times when you literally got to hold it down for the other person. Yep. And you really have to be on the same page. And I think for me, that's a big deal. Like, y'all know I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship. But every time I speak to men that I may be interested in or whatever, I always say, like, I think marriage is like the ultimate thing for me. Like, it's something that I would not take lightly. I'm not saying I haven't done some things that I'm not proud of, but it's something that I would not take lightly if it were my marriage. Like, if I'm saying I'm going to commit myself in front of God and my family to this person, that's something that I would hold myself just at a different uh, level for myself of performing and being as good of a wife as I can be. So when I think about having uh, people, you know, you have people that you could possibly want to emulate like some of the ways that they navigated the relationship. And it may not be as easy now as it was back then because you know, things are like so fickle, you know, like even with me always saying, oh, I'm single. That's that's a fickle part of me that I can really say it's fickle because I don't have to be responsible for anyone's feelings. Like I can easily say, oh, well, you did this when you were my man. Girl, that's not my man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when you're in a marriage, those are things that you cannot do. And you may want to call upon someone else like, hey, you know, hey, Auntie Dorothy, y'all been married. This is what can you just help me navigate it? Or not even that. Can you just listen to me? Because sometimes you just want to be you, you want to be heard. Like people yeah. may not even want any advice. You know, you and I have spoken. I'm not married. I'm not married. Excuse me. I'm not able to give you advice from a marriage standpoint, but friend, if you want to vent, I'm here to listen. Yeah. You know, I'm here to tell you, I can put you on my grandma prayer list. If you want me to, I'm here to, you know, yeah. give you a virtual hug or anything like that. I need to be at the top of, of <laughs> because I, my thing is I struggle with, with, I don't necessarily like to vent because then that gives people a slanted view of your partner. Mm-hmm. So I try my best to protect what I have, what I hold right. my heart. So I, I try not to do that because I don't want to ever just complain, complain. I'll be the friend that's complaining. I'll be the person that's only talking about what's good. Or like I have people who will literally run your ear crazy about how my man, my man, my man, how great Ooh. everything. Yeah. What doing it's like okay is that an accurate depiction of how your situation really is or is that right. what you're trying to convince yourself of but then on the same accord it's like if i'm always talking about the problems like i don't want to be the person who brings up just only issues to people so i try not to do that but it's hard to find like mentors or i guess role models with yeah. talking about marriage because one everybody's marriage is different mm-hmm. you can't necessarily trust people to give you the truth all the time because they're trying to protect you know their image or protect yeah. what they, they have together but but it, it's hard and I, I try to do give myself as much grace as I can right like, I would want to call my mama or up or something or anybody my best friend and just just cry on the phone for hours about different things but it's like once you get through them then you feel stupid like I don't want to bring something up and then you like well girl y'all was just going through this and y'all was just going through that like i i want a healthy balance and i don't know how to create that without you know talking not 
out the side of my neck, but like telling too much and not telling enough and not knowing what to tell. So a role model is like weird for me because like it would have to be somebody who I'm not friends with because obviously your brain is going to ride for you regardless. It would have to be somebody, I guess, that's, you know, non-biased. Yeah, non-biased or, or mm-hmm. far enough removed that they can't put their personal views on there. So that's a hard one. That's something that I wish I had um, genuinely. Therapy is one thing, couples therapy, but just like marriage role models or like something. And I feel like I asked him before, like, are there any things you would want to emulate from your parents' marriage or like from what they do or something like that? I read something somewhere, um, like a questionnaire of different questions to ask your partner and for me it was like well I feel like emulating I love how my daddy always made my mama feel like she was a princess or she didn't have to do yes much of anything but then on that same accord it's like damn when the crown came off when my daddy got sick and she was having to do everything everything like it Mm -hmm. seemed like that was the worst thing ever so for me, I don't ever want to be so spoiled or sheltered that when stuff does get tougher, something God forbid happened to him, that I'm left just out here picking up the pieces, kids' eyes, or like mm-hmm. seeing everything for the first time, like stuff like that. Or or I love how my mama was comfortable enough to to kind of just chill. She didn't, she wasn't like somebody who had to be the front and center or the spokesperson. Like I've been in a relationship before where somebody literally told me, well, I'm the funny one. You're the pretty one. And I was like, er, like what? Like, this is weird. Like, this is how we're defining gender roles. Like that, that's not, that's not really kosher. And I'm glad that God removed me from that person. Right. It's still like these are things you got to talk about and like a role model would help. I think it would help. But I I do understand that you would have to find a couple because it's going to be two people, whether you just talking to the wife, you're going to end up talking to the husband directly or indirectly that you can trust. So I know that that could be difficult. But aside from that, I still think that, you know, being in a new marriage or a new relationship is very fragile. You know what I mean? You're still learning each other. You're still learning how to navigate living with one another. You're still learning how to navigate things that come up. So I think in that regard, counseling would probably be the better option until you find someone. And that's for, you know, anyone. Because, I mean, when you tell people stuff, because you got to be careful of that. Like, you know, before you got married, what did I say? I'm your friend. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you tell me that you don't like somebody, you know, it's a wrap because you're my friend and I'm just keeping it 100. So I get it where you can't tell everybody everything because I'm going to have your best interest at heart. You know, now that I know your husband, then I can be like, okay, well, you kind of wrong. You know what I'm saying? But deep down on the inside, you my friend. So you also don't want people. And this is something that that can happen in any type of relationship, not just the husband, wife. You don't want people bringing stuff back up that you didn't told them in confidence. You don't want people to have an attitude with your person because at the end of the day, that's your person. And that's why, you know, knowing your friendships and knowing the people that you can trust you just really have to know this is a person that I can vent to that'll listen to me that'll put it out of her head and just allow me to just get my frustrations out and move on or this is a person where um I call you and you just 
cheer me up just a little bit. I'm not going to tell you what's going on, but just know I just need a little cheering up. I can't tell you too much because you might bring it back up and that's not what we want. So yeah. it's just important to know who you can confide in and what you can confide about. But we've been chatting a little bit and I know the bills got to get paid. So we need to go ahead and uh, take a little commercial break. Pay the church's bills. Share the money. Are you ready to take your streaming broadcasts, website, or social media visuals up a notch? Pyro Media Productions is here with the perfect solution. From dynamics, design, and professional headshot shoots to family photo ops, they've got all you need for stunning content creation. Check out pyromediaproductions.com today and add that creative flair. Pyro Media Productions, setting brands ablaze since 2017. All right, guys, thank you for that brief interlude. So, Fallon, you touched on a point. You said um, you asked your husband about things that he would take from his parents' relationship. And I, I'm assuming that the conversation was vice versa. Do you think that it's important for your person, because this ain't all about marriage, y'all, because I'm single, for your person to have a... Um, let's just say a male role model. Here we go. Here we go with role models again in his household um, as it pertains to being in a relationship, because I met someone recently and um, even before meeting this person, my cousin, he will always say that he can tell when a woman did not have a male role model model or the father wasn't present in her life. He can tell how the woman treats him. And he, he's like, before she even tells me that her daddy wasn't around or that she ain't had no uncle or no granddaddy, he was like, I already know by wow. certain things, certain things that happen or certain conversations. And even myself, just, you know, dating, like people have said to me, like just your conversation, how you talk, things that you say, let me know that if you didn't grow up with your dad in the house, like somebody was around you, you know, I grew up in the household with my granddaddy. So when you speak about that softness that your dad yeah. showed your mom, that's what I've experienced too. Like one of the first things that I tell people, like you cannot talk to me hard. <laughs> I don't do that. You can't raise and elevating the voice and all that to me. I know that it's not this, but to me, I feel like it's a segue into domestic stuff. And I don't like that because that's one thing that you can't do as well. So I'm like the elevated voice. Talk to me nice, baby. I'm, I'm a woman. You need to talk to me nice. And I feel like in that relationship and having that male presence and that woman presence in the house, you can really see a, see the dynamic of where the husband holds his woman as this my flower. When I come home, I'm taking the weight off the world at the door. You know what I mean? And yeah. my boo is right there and I'm smiling because that's mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, got to get this for your mama. Oh, your mama going, you know, that's the thing that I'm used to seeing. And when you have a man that may not have had that male role model and doesn't know that, it could show up in ways of like, you grab your boo's hand and they say something like, I don't even be holding hands with nobody. It's like, yeah. my guy. My guy, we're 40. You're not going to hold my hand? <laughs> so, so that, for me, that is very much so important and very obvious with interactions with people. Now, when I made my list some time ago, I haven't had many relationships, but the people that I was in relationships with before, I, single mother, that opens up a whole can of worms on how you navigate mm -hmm. with people, how you treat people, just different social cues like do you walk on the right side like do right you, are you are you allowing me to speak are you only used to women being super hard because they're the man and the woman in the household there's very yep. evident 
I said, let me not get with anybody who has daddy issues. So then another relationship situation, this person had both parents, but their parents were not necessarily happy. They had a relationship where the mother was, again, running everything. Daddy mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily around. So I'm like, all right, well, let me not have anybody with mommy issues because someone who cares more about what they got going on is going to treat you a different way. If they're used to seeing their mama berating the daddy, then they're expecting some type of challenge with you or like picking in sore spots or doing things of like that. Like what you see in the house growing up, it really does play a part in it. So if you aren't seeing those type of interactions, I really genuinely believe that it's, it, it leaks into your adult life. I like, agree. It, it, it really does. And even if your parents didn't have the perfect marriage, I feel like just seeing the elements of what worked and what didn't should mm-hmm. be carrying you on into what you got going on right now. Like, I, I genuinely believe it. Yeah. And I mean, I know we had this conversation briefly when you were here, like, um, a part of my seasons changing is not really trying to write a person off because of that, because at the end of the day, and I don't think it's like falling in love with potential. I think that if you're doing the work and you can say, these are my issues, because here's the thing, none of us can choose the hand that we're dealt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think any mother just wakes up and be like, oh, I'm... well, let me not say that because... <laughs> You have a right to do what you want to do with your body. But I think that if you could have a community of people around you, whether that includes the father of your child or your husband or whomever, I think that you would much rather have a community than to just have to walk down this road and do everything yes. on your own. So I don't want to make it seem like, you know, the hands that you were dealt, like you chose that for yourself because that's not true. So I'm trying to myself just have a little bit grace in those areas too, because you know, I've I've seen a lot of things and I've been exposed to some things too, which may not have been on an everyday occurrence, but somebody could still be like, oh, well, you saw this happen. So do you think this is going to happen? I'm like, well, no, because yeah. I also saw this happen. And I also know that you can learn from negative situations and turn those into positive situations by saying that's not something that I want going forward, which, is, which are some yeah. of the things that I've done. So I'm trying to have grace in that area. Yeah. Well, even going even further with that, do you feel like the company that your partner keeps should they potentially be role models like if you are your homeboys an argument that we always have is your friend your homeboy shouldn't let you play yourself or shouldn't let you be fucking up if they were really your homeboys they would have said something they would stop you they would have redirected you they would have said yo this isn't cool are your friends of the opposite sex supposed to move the same way your partner is moving. Like he'll say, if I have homegirls that was hoes, you wouldn't want me around them. But then in my mind, I'm like, well, they hoeing with you? Or right. your hoes? Have they hoed with you? Have they tried to? Like, is what they're doing, what they can't, what they doing today got anything to do with me? Or if my homeboys or fucking whoever they want to, but they ain't never fuck me or fucking me, does it matter? Like, can I still claim them as my homeboy? Should I still be holding people as the standard? Like, I'm holding these people that I'm cool with to the same standard as my partner. Right. Now, I've heard different views of that. Like, I talked to my boss about stuff because he's been married by 10 years. I don't even know how long he's been married. I thought you was about to say about 10 times. <laughs> no, girl, no. No. So, he, so his perspective is, like, he always is like, well, if you are married your goal is to protect your queen 
So that's, that's going from every chess piece down the board. Every player has to work in tandem. Like if your wife is hanging out with people who are out in the streets, holding, fucking, sucking, swabbing, doing all these things, it's not necessarily a good place for your wife to be because that leaves your wife susceptible to stuff that could potentially happen. Or if your homeboys are out hoeing and going and fucking and <laughs> slaying kids everywhere and doing all this stuff, and you rolling with them, it's like the perception that you're getting is is their image turning mm-hmm. who you are. And then they're looking at she hanging with these niggas who doing all that stuff. So can you come home to your man and, and be mad if he's doing something? Like how important are those people as role models? Should your friends be role models for how your actions occur or how you're moving the same way that you should have role models in like relationships or work? Should you have friendship role models? So I think, you know, that is very, very touchy. Um, You know, once upon a time, and I've probably discussed it here, you know, all of my friends, like late 20s, early 30s, were getting married. And I felt like um, I didn't have a place in a friendship anymore. Because now I'm the single girl that's still trying to find her person or have someone find me or whatever. And now these people Mm -hmm. are married. So... I felt away, but then as I started to get older and mature, I'm like, mm, well, maybe I, maybe they do need to be friends with their married friends a little bit more because like I'm doing some different things and they're doing some different things. But I think the biggest thing is personal accountability, right? So you have to be accountable for the things that um, you say you're going to do and the things that you say you're going to do and the experiences that you want to have, right? And we all have different reasons why we're friends with people if you get what i'm saying so i got some friends that's hoes but they smart ass hoes you know what i'm saying so like if it comes to investing or doing something of that nature like why would i stop being friends with my whole friends when they smart you know what i'm saying and they're not asking me to be a hoe with them i see it on both sides and i think that's something that would be really really difficult for me if i were to get married you know someone saying that they don't appreciate the friends that I have and me even saying it too. And I think I said it in the episode before the person that I think I could have had a good marriage with. Um, it's not that I didn't like his friends. I had, <laughs> I probably dated some of them, you know what I'm saying? Cause we went to some different schools or whatever. Um, or maybe one of them had a crush on me or whatever. I'm, I'm not going to get into the story, but I know that for us to have a successful relationship, they couldn't be at our house. You get what I'm saying? I couldn't yeah. be friends with his friends. Like, I can't be washing the dishes. This is how my yeah. cousin says it. I feel like if you was washing the dishes, like one of the friends, I feel like he would come up behind you and try to brush up against you. And I think that could really happen. So for me, that wouldn't be good. You get what I'm saying? But that also goes into personal yeah. accountability for that particular friend. You know, like you might be the whole of the bunch, but you know you can't be the whole of the bunch with your man's girl. You get what I'm saying? So it goes both mm-hmm. ways. And I don't have a definite answer for that. Because, you do know, you, I've, you know I've, I've, huh? Does the whole of the bunch know she the whole of the bunch? Um, do she? I mean, I feel like it's 2023. You got to own your wholeness. So why would you not know? Mm, and then true. again, it's not, it's not even wholeness. I don't even want to say that. So I want to change the narrative on that as well. I feel like in 2023 women are allowed to be sexually liberated so if you're protecting yourself and you want to have sex with a different man every day of the week that's between you 
that's your personal business. So you do what you do with that. Yeah. But <laughs> I just think that the whole <laughs> overrun and overlapping into your homegirls. Well, that's another story. I just think that if that's a touchy one, I would hate if my partner told me that I couldn't be friends with someone that I had a genuine friendship with. There was nothing else there. And I had to make that decision. And I had to make it based off the fact that now that we're together, there's this oneness, you know? And I just, I don't yeah. know. That's a hard one for me. I can say that it's, it's hard in real life, too. That that just changing your mentality to group think from group think or not group think from single think to one right and i wish there was a manual on it i wish there was an easier method of it because for me i never in my wildest of dreams thought that like the company i kept or my friends or anything like that would have any any what so anything to do with the relationship like not at all so hearing stuff and different people telling me how now yeah it does like yo partner doesn't want you around these people that are doing certain things that can lead you to a bad situation or this doesn't look right like perception and images like those are things that come up those are topics that that come up and and Mm -hmm. it does make it very difficult to navigate a terrain when there is conflict on that page like theoretically no you can't be friends with someone who your partner isn't comfortable with you being friends with and and technically we're supposed to grow and evolve and do all of these things but you have to i think find a safe spot where or at least i would prefer a safe spot where your person lets you come into their understanding on your own accord um i don't think it's fair to just be wielding out demands or anything like that um because i think that can kind of teeter-totter on the lines of being controlling or trying to control somebody but I do think that's something that you have to genuinely have a conversation about. Like yeah. you have to talk about friendship styles or you have to talk about how you handle conflict in any type of relationship. How do you manifest pain or how do you even work through friendship dilemmas? Like how much about your friends do you tell your partner? How much do you keep to yourself? Because I mean, some stuff ain't their business. Some stuff right. isn't it's like I don't have to know every detail of who your friend may or may not have laid down with. Some stuff genuinely ain't ain't the other person's business, but right. you do have to kind of know when it does become your business or y'all's business. Um, and I think that's something that I would I would definitely take to my therapist and 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 get some some case studies done on how to navigate that. <laughs> that would be something that I would want the the relationship or marriage role models to be to be forthcoming about and i don't even know if ladies in the past 20 years ago i don't think our moms and grannies really just had friends like that i don't even think women were allowed to just be as liberated as we were with like having big cliques of friends or having unisex friends the thing is everybody was in the same like position you know what i'm saying like your mama your mama was married her friends was probably married like people started having their kids together you know what i'm saying yeah like you got married together so like it's so different because i know so many like older people were like two sisters married two brothers you know what i'm saying yeah. so like like that you too, know everybody got the same friends 
Yeah, true. So I just think things are just so different now. And you're right, like we're able to go more places, travel, meet more people. Like you didn't travel everywhere. So I'm sure you didn't pick up friendships or, you know, acquaintances along the way that may be valuable or have been valuable to, you know, you becoming who you are, the woman that you are. And it's like, okay, just let all that go. Even though there was nothing sexually tied to it, you just let it go for the sake of your partner having an issue. Uh, that's one of the ones I wish I had the answer to. I, yeah, I, I don't have the answer to that one, but I I genuinely wish I do because it, it's it that's something that I deal with in my own personal business. Like I I'm not the most friendly person in the world. I'm not the most social person in the world. It may appear that way, but like you said, I have traveled. I have lived. I've been in different states and different schools and different situations. So I have collected more people than say someone who hasn't lived a similar life than I have like how do you even know how to filter through that like that's something you gotta have a conversation with up front about like hey these are my friends this is how this friendship came to be this is what this friendship is like it sounds stupid as all get out like having to really have to talk about all these things but I think having a conversation before something occurs, save yourself a lot of trouble and, and heartache and, and frustration. I agree. It, it really does. It's... I feel like you're teaching me so much, though, because, like, even though, you know, I said to you before we started recording, like, I, I'm not ready for marriage. Like, even at this big age, like, I don't know where that would be um, in terms of down the line, but it's definitely not this month nor this year. Um, I but I feel like... you. <laughs> I don't even know if one is ready. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. But I feel like what you're saying is is so accurate. Like right now, as I'm dating people, I feel like my conversations have become a little bit more deeper. You know what I mean? And I know people can change and stuff can change. But like I'm trying to get to that whole like, I don't know. I think that surface level stuff is just not for me. Like I just need yeah. the depth part of it. Like okay, what would be your expectation if this happened? And again, you don't really know until you're in that situation, but you can call it out mm-hmm. and just say, we, we discussed it. Like you knew this is what I was going to think about it. You know how when they say, when people tell you, like, especially men, when they tell you something up front, like that's typically what it is when they're like, I don't want a relationship. And yeah. you still be trying to do all the things to make them want it. I'm mm-hmm. like of the mindset when I tell you what it is that I can do and that I can't do, you need to listen and you need to listen well because I've already told you what I can and what I can't do. And that's that's like my issue with my friend. Y'all know my friend, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Six. <laughs> Mr. Six. I love me some six, y'all. I ain't gonna get on here in front about my boy because he is a good person. But I've told you from day one, I can't be your girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that didn't change from that was what it was in 2021 and it's what it is in 2023. Ain't nothing changed about it. I'm not even going to I'm not even gonna uh get on Sace today. I'm gonna let Sace make it since we have just been having such a grown conversation. I ain't even gonna let my little childish come out with all the things <laughs> I wanna say about old Sace, old six. So, I wish okay. you I wish you could have met Six while you were here. He is such a nice guy. He's so nice. I know He's such a nice guy. Just, nice for somebody else That's... he is nice for someone else and and we'll just leave it at that with the sex conversation but nah it it's a lot 
And I feel like even I grow um, and change and have to go through things and I fight it hard. I don't like conflict. I'm an attorney. Mm -hmm. I don't do fights at work. I don't want no conflict at home. I don't want to have to be arguing. I don't want to have to be having difficult conversations. I don't want to be second guessing what what shit. I don't want to have to do any of that. But sometimes you have to. It was like if you planning on spending forty fucking years with a nigga, you gotta have some difficult conversations. You, you gotta do. talk shit even if you don't want to. Now, I don't think it's fair to have to keep talking about the same shit over and over again. But right. I think you gotta talk about it till you fix it though. But you gotta do it in a healthy manner. You gotta do it in a way that's productive. You gotta do it in a way that's going to actually come up with some type of solution or some type of move forward otherwise those conversations are not going to be productive that's and that's that's with anything that's with your friends too like Mm -hmm. sometimes you could be the dead horse until it's just dead and i don't ever want to get into the place where you know how you hit these old niggas well shit that's why i was cheating or that's why i did that when you kept kept talking about it like i don't want to ever get to that point and and i can see how people get there like yeah because you don't want to open up the door and you don't want to shut down that's what i'm saying like you once you shut down, like that's the end of it, because then you feel so defeated that you aren't going to be willing to do anything else to, you know, make things work. And that's a really tough place to be in in any type of relationship, friendships, yeah. whatever. It's a tough place when you shut when somebody is shut down. It's like, I don't care what they say. Like, it's above me now. That's between you and Jesus. You know, when I get to the point where I don't even want to talk anymore, just don't say exactly. Nothing. I don't want to be in that position. Like, I don't ever want to just have to shut myself down and on lock and key or censor myself or something like that. Like, conversations are necessary, but people really got to talk in a productive manner. Learn your partner's communication style. Mm-hmm open like don't sit up to be pissed off about some shit all damn day and then bring it up later if you know you have a problem be able to communicate about it then or be able to talk about it like everything shouldn't be an argument everything shouldn't lead to an argument everything should not be on some you versus me type shit like it should not I know I had this conversation with someone else and I'm like my ideal relationship is um, like being on the same team with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you're playing, like, we just going to say kickball or whatever, right? Kickball, baseball. I don't know too many sports, y'all, so I can't go too, too much in depth. <laughs> but kickball, like your teammate, like you trying to make sure that your teammate is going around every little base and making it back. You know what I'm saying? Like when you come home or when you go into practice, you trying to talk to your teammate about, hey, this is what happened. This is what we can do better. And I, I remember um, one of my friends, I would always call him my biggest fan because I knew he was going to be my biggest cheerleader. He was going to be my teammate. And I think about that when it comes to relationships. Like, I need you to be 10 toes down for me and I need to be the same way because, you know, it's all about reciprocating. Like, I think this year, I know early earlier we probably spoke about our words or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think I'm changing in my words. It's like reciprocal, you know, even with you guys coming to visit me, I'm just like, I hope that I can reciprocate and show you guys that, you know, I love y'all. I'm flying out to see y'all for whatever it is that you guys have going on, because that's just the mindset where I'm at right now. Like people that are in my life, I just don't want it to be any one side of anything. Yes. I want what I'm putting out. Exactly. I want. The reciprocation all is that even a word reciprocation reciprocal I, I don't know. know yeah 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 you know i don't know i'll be making up words <laughs> uh, it's real 
I want to feel that what I'm giving you is free and safely given, mm-hmm. given, willingly given, and I don't even have to bat an eye to second guess or double think if you're going to be doing the same in return. And I, and I try to be that example of a person. I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I try to extend and and give grace and do all these other things. And, and it, it it just pains me to think that I can give so much to people and, and they not be genuine in what they're returning to me. So I'm, I'm with you. I yeah. kind of embody that, that sameness also as a person, as a unit, as a married person, as a, a sovereign citizen of myself. Like, yeah. I don't want nothing coming to me that is not equally yoked in love as what I'm sending out. And I know that's probably a little bit off topic, but that's that's a real straight from the guts and heart proclamation. And I'll say you better than me if you dealing with situations or people or even jobs. Hell, that ain't you what you putting out. Like, don't do it. Don't don't get caught up. Don't don't put your head out there for something that's gonna trap you off if they don't if they feel like you looked at them the wrong way or if they get two inches too too far ahead of you like don't do it it's not worth it the shit got to be reciprocal um you got to literally look within yourself Mm -hmm. what you're doing see what you deserve make sure that they're equal and that they're balanced make sure that you and whoever are on the same page i agree that was that was good i think um you better than me if you are not letting your needs be known because we all require certain things, you know, and at the end of the day, you either going to rise to the occasion or you're not. And if you can't rise to said occasion, especially when someone has mentioned it to you more than once, you just have to know when to go. You know what I mean? And I think that's just a lesson that I'm learning. That's not just in relationships. That's also in friendships. Um, this is how I want to be treated. Talk to me nice. Yes. Do nice things for me. I, I need you to be generous with your time, with your efforts, things of that nature. And if you really can't do it, then I'm expecting too much from you. And I need mm-hmm. to move on. Yeah. I, oof. I damn near want you to press pause and rewind it back and say that. Because mm-hmm. that, man, that's some real shit. Yeah, I just told someone that. I said maybe my my expectations of you is too high. And if that's it, I'ma put I'ma put it on me. It's not you, it's me. My expectations are too high. You cannot reach said expectations. I'ma bag back. How shit. It just is what it is. I feel like we're gonna have to have a whole nother conversation about this because this conversation has been very healing and very um I'm happy for I'm looking for very therapeutic therapeutic for me. Okay. Um, I I don't know why I needed it, I guess, but just talking about some of these things and realizing, just saying them out loud, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm not sounding crazy and that it makes sense nope. when I have a thought or feel like something is in a a, a pee up under my mattress or whatever. Right. That's me, like I can say it. So I I appreciate that. All about a, from from stemming from a conversation about DC. Stemming from a conversation. How did we get here? Um, I will say we said this the last time, I believe. But you know, guys, take your moments throughout the day, in the morning before you go to bed, and affirm yourself because you know 
Colin and I deal with a lot of stuff before we come on here to record. And we really have to take like deep breaths. We have to text each other first. We have to talk for about 30 minutes before we can record. And I just think it's so important to just affirm yourself once you know, the thing is done or before you're doing the thing to let you know that you can get to and through the thing. So I think we all just need to take a take a step back and just affirm ourselves because no matter what it feels like, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Ooh, girl, tambourine, insert tambourine. Not that one. Oh, my bad. Pentecostal version. <laughs> The, the the heaven soldier salute version. Oh, yeah. I wish I, I'm gonna buy me a tamarind from Amazon. Let me go on that. Right Girl, now. you a mess. <laughs> I, I, I always wanted a tamarind, but I grew up Baptist. We didn't really have that many in my church. But I thought, <laughs> but I thought the Georgia all churches was like Pentecostal churches. No, I mean I didn't grow up Pentecostal. Yeah, we go into another subject, but we, we're not gonna do that because we've been on here with you guys for a while. And we just want to thank you for listening to us because this conversation went from one place to the next, but we really hope you enjoyed it. We do. And we did. And we did. <laughs> and we'll talk about the tamarind on, on the episode. The next episode. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you next episode. Bye. Bye. Better Than Me is a podcast on Pyromedia Network, produced by Pyromedia Productions. Pyromedia Network and Pyromedia Productions are subsidiaries of Pyromedia Enterprises. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next.